In a world, there was one podcast that had it all. Great friends, solid competition, and a shitload of guys who thought they knew more about sports than they really do. Of course, I'm talking about the Points Matter Fantasy Podcast. So who do we have? Adam, who has 11 career titles and literally won't stop talking about it. We get it, Adam. Now shut it. The gang is coming for the ship this year. Oh, and Chris, who is the master of analysis, but emphasis on the anal. Sorry, Adam made me say that. And Doug, who the guy who loses every year, but will say, it's only money, right? Sure, and your self-esteem. Oh, and Rob, who has a love-hate relationship with his team. Right now, he hates that he loves it. Ellis, who is the kind of guy who's always proposing trades. Come on, Ellis, nobody wants Gus Edwards. We all know he's out for the season. Rich, who definitely hires a consultant to manage his team for him. Maybe this is the year that you do it yourself. Maybe not. Oh, and Bilby, who is usually in the mix, but poor guy never seems to win one. And lastly, Coop, who will lean on Derrick Henry to do just about everything for him, including swoon all the women in his life. Coop, you gotta do some things for yourself this year. Well, that's the squad. Good luck to you all. You're gonna need it. What? Welcome to episode five of the Points Matter Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Landa. Joining me over Zoom today, Chris Pfeiffer. Chris, how are you? Oh, man. What a rough one this week. Fucking Ryan taking me down with a fucking massive 87-point win. I'm good. I'm good. But but a rough week of fantasy. I don't know if that's so – I mean, it's a, definitely a combination of Coop taking you down and then your team taking itself down, right? I mean, you know, no drama in that one. We'll Seriously. get into that in the reviews. But, man, you know, uh, I mean, another week where a bunch of blowouts. Again, my I'm the only one that had a close matchup uh, this week. A bunch of other blowouts. We, weird, right? Yeah, your typical skanky self, you know, you put up 106 and you still win. <laughs> typical Adam Skank, so, you know. Everybody else putting up 151, 152, but, uh, you know, you get by with 106, of course, no problem. The only thing I'm addicted to right now is winning. I was told points don't matter. It's all about yeah, your head-to-head. So, uh, and, and, yeah, it's a good thing. <laughs> if we were didn't have that second win, I, you know, I probably would be alone at the top this year because I have had some scheduled luck. I'll be the first to admit that. But, you know, once I get my three backs healthy, if I ever get them healthy, that that probably changes. So, um a couple things to hit on here. Do, where did you watch? Did you watch the games or were you guys? I, I think I thought uh, it was like Kiersey posted something on Facebook. You guys were out somewhere. Uh, we watched, I watched the morning games. It was Kiersey's birthday on Sunday along with Ryan's. So, oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I missed, uh, I missed like the first half of the morning. Jack had a baseball game and then I watched some of that and then like part of the afternoon and then we went to Legoland. So in and out all day. But I, oh, I okay. them out. I went back and watched some highlights, you know, I'm good to go. So did you see the, the red zone stretch at the end of the morning games? Yeah. So I, I picked up kind of halftime of the morning games and watched till about halftime of afternoon. So I got to see, yeah, a lot of those good finishes there in the morning games. Yeah. That was one of those stretches. It doesn't happen every week. Right. But I feel like four or five times a year, they have these, um, you know, last like hour of the morning game of red zone, a bunch of games were close. And I think I counted, you know, four or five, right. That were just kind of went down to the end there. So that was pretty cool. Um, you know, another thing that to, to touch on last week, we, we maybe prematurely declared Rob back. 
So I guess the, the question this week is Rob no longer back? What uh, what do you think? Back, 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 gone. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll get to, you know, reviewing his team. I still think his team's fine. And, and I do think he is back versus where he's been for uh, a good four or five years, non-existent pretty much in this league. So he, he's going to be a competitor, but uh, I think we probably got at least seven real like competitive teams, maybe, maybe even all eight. So yeah, there's a lot of parody uh, in the standings. If you look at it, I mean, we talked about kind of the schedule luck, right? You know, here I am essentially the same number of points as Bilby sitting there at two at six and I'm five and three. So I know a lot of his points came in a blow up week, but you know, a lot of parody up and down. I'm sure that'll separate as the year goes, but it looks like at least for, I mean, who knows? We're not separating much at the top, although Coop's team looks pretty strong all of a sudden. Um, I think it's going to be a tight race for maybe like the three to six or three to seven, which will be kind of interesting. It's just so weird that, that, you know, we've had several of these massive scores and it's by, you know, all different teams. And like last week it was Doug and Rich laying eggs. And then yeah. this week bouncing back with Monster Week. So it's like very inconsistent. You can't really say, that certain teams are like dominant and certain teams aren't is a it's just a wide uh variance this year so far i think in our league yeah i mean it really is you look at i mean you know coops had two relatively big weeks in a row 137 and then his you know 162 plus uh this you know this week but a lot of it is you're right like you had a big week last week and then you suck this week and then doug sucked last week and he had a big week this week and then you know rob kind of vice versa i'm really the only one kind of living in the you know, I'm not getting blown out or blowing people out. I'm just, you know, I'm, I guess I would formerly be like an eight and eight team. Maybe I'm like a nine and eight team with the new 17 game schedule, but uh, you know, it was, uh, hopefully I'll get in those blowouts on the right side here pretty, pretty soon. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously heavily related to the health of your running backs. You know, once those, if the, if those guys actually get healthy, yeah, you know, that, that would be a huge difference for, I mean, for my God, I just want like, one week where, I mean, they were all technically healthy in week one, but obviously Saquon saw, you know, half as much work as he usually does. And then, you know, McCaffrey gets hurt and Cook gets hurt. And it's like, man, I just want a few weeks where, where they're all healthy. But I guess that's the risk of keeping a bunch of running backs, right? Because, you know, they're bound to get injured a lot more than receivers. Just ring the fucking bell, you panty. Yeah, that's the way it goes. And it's not like your, t- your team's totally, you know, completely donking. Like, they're they're fine. 106 is not a horrendous score and you're right there i mean you were right there in it for the extra win i wasn't i wasn't watching that too closely on monday i watched the game kind of delayed on monday night but yeah i mean that must have been you at halftime you must have been thinking it was in the bag right like so kind of right Uh, i mean that was a weird game so we met uh coop bilby and i met and we had uh we dinner watched the game we met at this at uh pitchers in penasquitas was kind of like a a throwback right old school yeah for sure um same shopping center, but a new location. So they have this big outdoor patio. It's like really oh, cool, cool setup, right? And it has all these, um, you know, like it's covered, but with these, you know, like shade sails that you would see in someone's backyard or in a, at a park. And so all of a sudden we see on the TV that it's like the players are leaving the field and there's the weather delay. And we're like, what oh, the right. Heck? Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the freaking sky opened and I mean, everybody <laughs> saw the, the lightning show, but we were outside. Right. And we're just you, everywhere around us. There's bolts coming from either side. And first off, we're saying like, clearly the chargers are going to win. I mean, look at all this, all these lightning bolts in there. Like <laughs> nice. that's not a sign, you know, bet the house on the chargers and, and sure enough. Uh, but eventually like it just started coming down and we had to move inside and we were getting dumped on. So between that and the, you know, a lot of drinks and greasy food we had, um, <laughs> I, you know, the first half was fun, but I wasn't watching it as closely as I would be, you know, if I was oh, at gotcha. home and following the score. So, I mean, I, I was confident once I got that second touchdown um, and I, I just thought Mike Williams would get more action. I mean, it was, this is kind of more what I expected of Mike Williams, big week, slow week. You yeah. know, I knew his production was unsustainable, right? But I didn't think it would crash back that hard this week. Right, right. Yeah, it was uh, definitely a bad week for Mike Williams. And uh, yeah, so you were really close to Ellis. If, uh, you know, Herbert keeps it up in the second half, you would have had it easily, it seems like, but uh, not to be so. Yeah, but it was still fun. Good time. I don't mind you know, like being five and three without the stretch of healthy running sure. backs. I'm, yeah, I'm no good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so you want to talk about the matchups and review week four? Yeah, sounds good. So should we start off with uh, we'll start off with my matchup? <laughs> yeah. Team 2-2 train taking down my uh, got knocked the fuck out 75-46 to 162-02. Pretty, pretty rough uh, 
rough uh, week for me there. You got knocked the fuck out, man! Coops gets to celebrate his happy birthday with 160 plus in both leagues. Puts up 172 in Dynasty. Pretty crazy. Yeah, thanks. I, I was the second highest score of the week with 126, and uh, I was wishing we had the two win rule in that league this week. Yeah, seriously. So yeah, huge victory for uh, for Coop. It's actually the largest margin of victory of the year. Obviously, 87 points, but it, that's not. And you would think that it would go back quite a ways. I actually yeah. traced back only since week 12 last year. Is that the the biggest uh, point differential? Week 12 last year. Rich beat Rob 177.9 to 80.04. That's a 98-point <laughs> victory. I'm just I'm kind of flabbergasted when you say things like that. It's weird. For Damn. Rich, crazy, crazy. Rich, I don't really remember that, but Rich, Rich put like, beat down on Rob. Yeah, my gosh. I don't remember that. Well, it was a COVID year. Last year yeah. was weird. Maybe we should – sorry, Rich. We're going to throw that one out. But good. I like the research. I, yeah, I would think it would be further back to – Get that much for of a sure. I was down. thinking, oh my god, this might be one of the biggest wins in history. Like, this is almost eight, 100 points. Like, yeah. And I, and I started going back, and I'm like looking through, and I'm like, oh wow, that that wasn't so far back at all. So yeah, Rich did win last year. So anyway, but but Ryan, you know, lays the wood. Of course, it's all Derrick Henry going crazy. Uh, you came up with an interesting stat over the last three weeks for him. Yeah, his touch count last three weeks: 38, 31, and 35, which. Puts him on pace for 527 for the year. Obviously, that's not sustainable. I'm sure he'll die before I mean, that. I, or, or the, so. I mean, who knows, right? I, mean, I feel like I've been saying that for two years now. Like, oh, these carries are going to catch up with him. I'm not realizing he's a freaking cyborg. Fuck you, asshole. But uh, there used to be a thing known as the rule of 400. that basically said, like, if a running back had 400 touches the year before that, they're, they fall off greatly the, the, the next year, right? I mean, some of it's just, you know, that's not sustainable workload. But this guy, I mean, he's going to create the rule of 500 at the rate he's going. I mean, it's nuts. And, and has he gotten to 400 the last couple of years? Because they've been working in the last couple of years, too. I Especially don't if think you throw so. In like, play, like playoff, I, you know, playoffs in the last couple of years. May, yeah, maybe with playoffs. I'm going to look it up as we speak. But I'm kind of thinking because his reception totals were so low. That's yeah, probably I guess the that's only true. thing that would hold him back. So if you look at him, just kind of going back, we'll, we'll cherry pick last year. So yeah, yeah, last year he he almost got there. He had uh, 378 rushing attempts, but only 19 catches. So if he takes that up by three more, he's at 400. Same thing with the year before. I mean, he's never had more than, you know, that 19 catches, the most he's ever had in the season. He already has 14 this year. So he's looking well on pace to eclipse 400. Yeah, what's crazy with him, too, is it was not like this for, like, his first three three years in the league. Like, he didn't no. do shit. They didn't – they hardly used him at all, you know, and he was just, like, nothing. And now they just just ride him like crazy, and it, and it works. The guy's just an absolute monster. Like, he does not break down. He does not – you know, he always starts slow and just gets gains steam through the game. He's crazy, man. Yeah, he's nuts. I mean, he – you know, as long as he keeps up – you know, Coop's team's going to be a, going to be a beast, right? I mean, there's, you know, you got him and, and some of his other guys and, you know, he keeps it up and, and Jefferson, I mean, his team looks strong, right? Um, the interesting thing about the matchup, I don't know if I ever seen this. I didn't go back and look, but Coop had nobody in single digits. So he had Chark and Thomas put up zeros, which is amazing, right? You get 162 and two of your guys yeah. put goose eggs, right? Zero point zero. And Chark then, was on Thursday too, so I'm like, yeah. oh, sorry, Coop, starting off with a right? zero, you're done. Right, and then sure enough, no one else is below like 13 and a half. Everyone, a lot of people in the 20s, uh, Prescott in the 30s, and yeah, I mean the Thursday thing's funny. Uh, over the years, I used to totally overreact to Thursday games where like, oh, somebody put puts up a good score against you, it's like, oh, it's over, you know, sucks. Yeah. So your guy lays an egg. Because you realize like on those island games, it's like all everyone's watching. If someone puts up a yeah. big game while there's eight other games going, you, you know, you're not noticing it quite as much because you got all the other scoring going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. Well, I, I know you're probably uh, probably happy to kiss this one goodbye. I mean, the last thing I, I would just say is that, you know, your team only put up one touchdown. We were clowning at Ellis. I think wasn't it Ellis who, whose team didn't get a touchdown and we only had yes. one and, and your team's right there as well. So, yeah. And uh, I remember, uh, I remember a, a quote from last week, I believe someone on this podcast saying, I'm not picking against myself against any team in this league. Idiot. Uh, whoops. Uh, Wait, yeah, not did, so I, did I say it? I no, that would, that, that would be me. That would be me. Oh, right, right. Yes. I mean, <laughs> so, I'm not yeah. going to pick against myself either. I'm just not going to make that the boast either. 
I mean, yeah, it's just like I was so confident last week after the first three weeks. And then, you know, fantasy football always just takes you down a notch whenever you think you're you're so good. And uh, that's oh, yeah. what happened this week. I'm not really yeah. worried about it. It's like, you know, it's just one of those weeks until I lose like a running back to injury and then the buys hit, which, I you know, every year Chubb has some kind of injury. And I, I mean, Swift is not big enough to survive the whole sure. year. So I know that's coming. So, you know, when that when that hits, I don't really I'm trying to cycle through running backs at the bottom of my the, fill in because once that hits my team will not be the same but until then i mean my team's fine so yeah yeah it's one week no need to overact to it toss it out um so let's take a look at the next matchup the cash money hillionaires 151.72 over cd's nuts these nuts (laughs) (laughs) got (laughs) it 110.98 richie takes down ellis um, you know, my big takeaway here is clearly Rich's consultant is back from PTO to write the ship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sources are telling me the consultant is based in the DC area. He or she keeps running out the WFT defense. The second week they put a zero, you know, now that they're dropped. So the consultant with a little hometown bias there, but Rich certainly good to have him back. Also glad to have Tyreek back. You knew that monster week was coming. I think uh, I think we even talked about that on the podcast last week, and then and then Eckler with a nice game as well. What do you see? Would you uh, you like anything about Ellis's team, or is that a loaded question? Well, just to touch on Rich's team before we finish, I actually had a note that I was going to bring up last week about Kyler uh, going against the Rams, but I actually held off on it because it was so bad that I'm like, well, I don't want Rich to actually hear this and like make a decision <laughs> off this. Yeah. So I actually held off, but it was crazy. Like that's why I picked Ellis. Was this stat I read was that. The Rams before this week were 4-0 against Kyler. He had averaged 5.9 YPA and had a total of 46 rushing yards in the four games against the Rams. Wow, So, like, just horrendous, horrendous. The Rams just had his number, and this time, you know, he was fine. And honestly, I got to admit, like, Kyler's certainly improving. He he is definitely getting better, not just as a runner, you know. He's actually throwing the ball. I think he's a legit MVP candidate, and uh, that's a big reason why, why Rich comes through here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then on Ellis's team, you know, he did have a few, uh, you know, nice games from people. You know, Jonathan Taylor had a nice game. He certainly, you know, he's so game script dependent, right? So they got up a couple touchdowns early and, and he had a nice game. Hunt, you know, for a for a RB2 or, or part of a committee, Hunt's about as good as you can do for that that second piece of the, of the backfield. He, you know, he gets a lot of high value work around the goal line. You know, it was surprising how quiet Lamb was. Cooper left early. It was a good matchup. Kind of thought, you know, Gallup's out. Cooper, you know, out early, although he did come back. You know, thought Lamb would get a lot of action, but instead it was the Dalton Schultz show. Uh, so not a, not a lot there from Lamb. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I had on, on the game. Anything else you had? I mean, yeah, like, like Jalen Hurts, like just it was all garbage time. Like he seriously just looks like total trash to me. Like he keeps getting these garbage time points. I mean, it's not like like I heard somebody I read somebody that that said like it was it was like Bortles esque where he's just putting himself in a hole and then digging out. But I mean, he's not really turning the ball over. So it's not really the same. Like I think he only has one or two interceptions this year, but he just like sails the ball over people's head. I mean, it's just he's just not good. And I, I think he easily could be benched like the numbers are there, but it's just, if the coaches keep, keep seeing this and he just keeps burying them, like is not going to work. So, I mean, I always have to keep playing him because he puts up the fantasy numbers, but uh, I just think he's like not real, but I mean, besides that though, I actually think every week Ellis' team looks a little better. Like it's because he keeps picking up these uh, backup running backs, I guess, but <laughs> of course, but, I mean, it, it does look better. I actually think Ellis can compete. I mean, um, you know, like you said, Kareem Hunt looks fine. I think he's benefiting from from Jarvis Landry being out. He's getting sure. carries, but he's also getting catches, I think, a lot because of that. Um, you know, Taylor looks good. He's got Damian Williams now for a month or so. I mean, his receivers are fine. So I, I think Ellis stays competitive. And honestly, like in the beginning of the year, we were saying Ellis' team is trash. Yeah. And I think he's, he it looks better now, like it could be better, especially if Hurts keeps putting putting up this, you know, sure. these garbage time points. So I, I don't know. I think Ellis' team is fine. I think, you know, he got the the the, the bonus win this week. So, I don't know. Not yeah. so bad. Yeah, and you're right. Uh, you know, Hurts, I mean, garbage time is is the same as any other time in terms of fantasy. And the, and the interesting thing is it doesn't always look pretty, but there's only three quarterbacks who've been a QB1 each of the first four weeks. And, and amazingly, he's one of them along with Kyler and Mahomes. So, yeah, you know, wow. QB4 overall right now, again, doesn't have to be pretty. I mean, I'll, there's obviously, if it gets too ugly – 
you know, coaches don't care about fantasy points. They'll make a change, but yeah, yeah I don't think, I don't think he's got anybody behind him. That's a, that's a true threat right now. I mean, they so. traded for Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew's garbage <laughs> as well, but it's interesting yeah. that they traded for him and it just it wouldn't is. surprise me at all if they, you know, turn to him at some point and uh, see what they got. Yeah, no doubt. I to- totally agree on that. Um, so moving on, uh, you want to talk about Dougie and Rob? I love Guido. Yeah, let's go to Doug and Rob. Chi-Town Fresh, 152-36. Rob Man, 92-60-point victory for Doug. Very, very impressive. Uh, let's see what we got. Doug here. DJ Moore, you know, it looks like he's kind of taking some of the McCaffrey role. He's, uh, you know, lining up in the backfield, um, getting some of the uh, the catches that, that CMC would get, some easy touchdowns. They, You made a note here that they did a similar thing with Curtis Samuel last year. You know, yeah, DJ Moore, he's yeah. legit. I think he's a baller. So, Oh, uh, this is the way they used him this week. I mean, I've watched a ton of Carolina over the last few years, obviously, with McCaffrey. It's, they're always on one of the TVs. And, um, you know, they did the same thing last year with Samuel, but Moore was even better. Like, I saw two plays, which were – or, no, I'm sorry, three plays he was out of the backfield. Two t- were touchdowns, and one he was knocked out at, like, the half-yard line. And it looked like if he knew where he was in relation to the sideline, he could have extended and got there. So – um, you obviously I hope CMC's back this week or, you know, we'll get into him later, but, uh, you know, as long as he's out more, is going to get some of those plays that they're real valuable. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it was really bad for Rob this week. Kind of his Rams kind of got shut down. I mean, Stafford put up 23, but Cooper, uh, Cooper cup only six. I think it kind of speaks to, you know, the Arizona defense kind of being, you know, legit here. They, they kind of, you know, one of those touchdowns by Stafford was at the very end. They really shut him down most of the way. The Cardinals D has had nine turnovers in four games, and they have given up under 21 points in three of their four games. So we might have to start giving some respect. It's been a long time since I remember the Cardinals defense ever being good, but that kind of, that kind of hurt Rob. Chris Carson, you know, not doing anything. You know, it was just a bunch of like, and, and I, I think Rob's team also, you know, is, is fine. It just was kind of one of those weeks, kind of like mine. Yeah, that Arizona game surprised me. I mean, I, that, you know, I didn't think they were going to take it to the Rams like that. A lot of people were saying the Rams look like about the best team in the league right now. And, um, you know, it could be one game. Perhaps the Rams are looking ahead to Seattle uh, tonight, which, you know, man, that's tough, right? You've got two division games within five days and you're traveling. Like, you know, just kind of a, kind of a messed up situation there. But, yeah, definitely take note of Arizona. Um, yeah, it was just a slow week for Rob's team. You know, Diggs finally had a hundred yard game, still doesn't have a touchdown. He's one of those guys that, um, I think he's in the top two or three in terms of number of yards without a touchdown so far. I mean, he's right there. That's, you know, that's going to regress. He's going to get his, especially with the way Buffalo's throwing the ball these days. And, um, yeah, big Montgomery game for Doug, but obviously he's out now. And so when you'll see how he tries to plug that hole, I like to make love. Try to plug it maybe with uh, good old Cordero Patterson. That's uh, oh. it's, it's unbelievable what he's doing. Like, it's, man, he's basically played like a third of the snaps this week, and the guy puts up almost thirty points in fantasy. So nuts. Well, did you see the clip going around today with him and the and the coach? No, I have not seen. There, uh, Arthur Smith, the the new coach. It was after one of his touchdowns, and he, I, I assume he was joking. I know it seemed like he was joking, but he went up to him afterwards and said he had him on his fantasy team. So. <laughs> We, we might think regression is coming, but perhaps he really does. I mean, you know, imagine your coach and you're in a fantasy team. I'm getting my guy the rock at the goal line, you know? I mean, one of his, one of his touchdowns was just like total blown coverage, but the other two were like legit plays. It was like a wheel route. And yeah. The other one where he had to go up in the end zone and make it, you know, make a legitimate catch over a defender. Like the guy can make plays. I give him credit. He's like, he's never there. been anything in this league really, but he can, he can make plays sometimes. So, I mean, there was a lot of hype from him early. You know, he didn't, he couldn't really run routes, but I remember I, it was either second or third year. He was taken pretty high in the draft. I remember like Matthew Barry at the time saying it was like one of his famous misses basically saying like, this is the last year you're going to be able to get him in the second round. He's going to be a first rounder, you know, and obviously he right. did nothing. Right. And that's one. Yeah. He's, he's got to own pretty bad, but yeah, I mean, the guy's pretty valuable. I mean, especially like if you, if he has wide receiver eligibility in some leagues, like yes. a pretty good wide receiver to put in right there. I mean, I guess Doug's going to have to use him probably if, uh, you know, with Montgomery out, there's not, a, he doesn't have a whole lot else on his bench. He's probably going to, 
I'm guessing he's going to be using him. So we'll see. We'll oh, see there's no doubt. Up. Yeah. And they said Ridley is not, for some reason, Ridley's not making the trip to yes. London. So yes. that's more, so you know, cause God forbid they would just throw the ball to Kyle Pitts. I mean, you know, we wouldn't want to <laughs> you know, use the number four pick in the draft so he can just go run wind sprints all day. That's uh, you know, I'm well, not probably not on, probably not on Arthur Smith's fantasy team. So sorry about your bad luck there. You Clearly not. Clearly. <laughs> You're going to have to do a little more research, try, try to get a, a Falcons insider to go with your 49ers insider. I think if I just say every week that the Kyle Pitts blow up, blow up game is coming, it has to hit eventually, right? Even if it's like in week 15, you know, so every week I'm just going to say the Pitts blow up, it's coming. Yeah, it's exactly. Coming. You just go back, go back to the previous podcast and cut that out. And then eventually you'll hit on it. You're like, <laughs> exactly. oh, I finally said it. You can look back at all the other podcasts. It's not there, but you know, I finally said it. I got it. Yeah. And if someone wants to go back and listen to all the other past podcasts, well, God bless them. We'll take the, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll take yes. the clicks. Um, so let's talk about my matchup over Bilby, the one lo- close matchup. Uh, run CMC 106.68 over Bilbo Baggins 98.32. Uh, pretty remarkable. Mahomes went nuts, 40 points, and uh, Bilby can't crack 100, which we were talking about over uh, at Monday Night Football. It's pretty, pretty hard to get 40 from a quarterback and not, uh, not get over 100. So that was predictable. You knew Casey wasn't going to start one and three. Um, being on the other end of this Mahomes, you know, in both leagues, because obviously Coop took it to me in, in Dynasty, and they do these two goal line shovel passes, and it's so gross, right? <laughs> yeah, like the is. half yard line, just give it to your back and let them fall in the end zone. But no, they got to do this fancy. And one of them was to Kelsey, so it was a double whammy in Dynasty, and it's like a it's like a softball pitch from you know two feet away. It's like give me a break, you know. I hate those, and I hate the little touch passes to the guy going in motion and they call that a passing touchdown you know i know it is it is silly and actually just to correct you one of them was not to kelsey because that was not my one touchdown for this week it was actually the backup tight end on the team and the funny thing is yeah that's right during that kelsey's like pretending like he doesn't know what's going on so he's like selling it getting like best actor of the year i don't know if i get any points for like acting but kelsey's like selling it like something's wrong with the play and then this other fucking backup piece of shit tight end is the one that catches the little shovel pass you know what? We'll give you 80 points for that. But it I think count. that's only fair. It, it doesn't count fair. towards the second win. It only counts towards your head-to-head matchup. So anyway. That seems reasonable. <laughs> that's reasonable, yes. Um, you know, one thing I loved is something was going around about uh, Debo Samuel, who was named after the actor in Friday, and who, who Tommy Lister, who passed away. So he rode in, dressed as Debo with the flannel yes. buttoned up on a bike. <laughs> And then he turns around and he goes eight for 156 and two touchdowns. That's my boy, You know, it's funny when Trey Lance came in the game, I was like, just kind of thinking like, you know, I was watching all the games. I'm like, oh, I wonder how that's going to affect Debo. Because I actually kind of think Garoppolo is better for him because Lance is going to run a lot and Garoppolo, you know, is just looking to throw and obviously looking for him. But then a few plays later, they have that busted coverage and he gets the 76 yard touchdown. I'm like, okay, it might, it might, it might be okay after all. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. That, that video was epic too. And he should have had like a little, uh, you know, speaker there playing the Debo music as he, oh, as he yeah. comes in like, that would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. If he went, that's my ball punk on somebody like after a nice catch, that would have been, that, that would have been awesome. You know, what wasn't so awesome is I was having a tough morning. Like all my guys were like, for I swear for three quarters of the morning I had like six guys going and no none of them had more than four points it was brutal for a while because you know Cook got hurt and no one else was doing anything for the time um and then right then uh Beckham had a wide open walk-in 60-yard touchdown and Mayfield just sailed it right past him And, and it seemed like that happened all day Beckham had 160 air yards and for only 27 actual yards so just brutal Hey, yeah, again, not, not on the same page with Mayfield. So, uh, you know, we'll see how that changes as, as the year goes. So apparently there was a note on Mayfield that he has a uh, torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder that's affecting him. So, yeah. I, but somehow that's like, a, I don't know why. I don't know. I guess it's painful and it probably affects you because he, I mean, he was okay the first couple of weeks, but he's been pretty bad the last two. And that was just an easy, easy touchdown to Beckham that he missed. Uh, so that so was not well, Judging by all the overthrows, he should probably hurt his labor on his throwing arm so he takes yeah, a little seriously. something off of it because that thing could not have been – just couldn't have been more open. At that time, I was just, like, begging for – take half a point on a five-yard run if I could find it. It was it was going that that way. Um, on a bright note, Saquon, I thought, just keeps looking better, right? He ran that, 
you know, it's kind of a fluky touchdown where he just blows the coverage down the sideline for like a 50-yard pass. But his touchdown in overtime, I mean, that was like vintage Saquon, right? You're starting to see, I think every week he gets a little little bit closer. He's not 100%, but he might have been 80% last week. He was 85% this week. Like, he's getting there. Yeah, for sure. And just now looking at your scores a little closer, like it's crazy. You have three guys over 24 and no one else over six. Like that's nuts. So you literally had three guys just completely blow up and no one else do anything. But Saquon, you know, he, he goes for 24.6. And I think it's really interesting that you can really see the progression with Saquon. Like it was really iffy there during training camp. Like they yeah. weren't using it. He wasn't doing anything. It, it, you didn't know what you were going to get this year. But the Giants and him, I think both kind of bought into this like slow progression, you know, where they didn't do much in training camp. You know, mm-hmm. it was really questionable if he was going to play the first week. And then he played, didn't play many snaps. And he plays a few more snaps, but he wasn't getting many touches. And yeah. now, you know, now he's actually, like, playing a lot and getting the touches. Like, he got 18 this week, which is, you know, not a, not a ton, but but good. Enough, solid, you know, yeah. For him, when it's five catches, you know, sure. you'll definitely take that. And so it's like the, both the team and him handled this injury really well. And, you know, it's obviously paying off because now he's turning back into the real Saquon. And maybe even the Giants are actually looking competitive. Like, I felt so confident. The Saints are shit, but I felt so confident this week in their first home game back in New Orleans. You know, after that, uh, was it a tornado or something? I don't even remember that. Yeah, I think it was a hurricane, yeah. And so I'm like, oh, lock it up and survive it. This is the one time the Saints are shit, but I can take him against, you know, Daniel Jones at home. Eh, Wrong. First strike and survivor. So I don't know. Maybe the Giants are legit. Yeah, that one surprised me. I mean, I wasn't expecting nearly that. But uh, yeah, I mean, and and really just four weeks in, he kind of seems like it's not necessarily all systems go, but, you know, 22 touches the week before, he's playing like 85, 90% of snaps and running, you know, almost all the routes from a running back. So I wasn't, truthfully, I wasn't expecting this till the second half of the year. I would have been happy, you know, just getting into, into shape by the time the playoffs come. But yeah, it's a nice, nice little bonus. Um, you know, looking at Bilby's side, not a whole lot. Obviously, we talked about Mahomes. His backs were okay. You know, the not a great Kamara game, but you know, really weird. No catches. Twenty six. Not even any right. targets for Kamara. Not even yeah. any targets. Really crazy. Well, I, you know, when you can take your best weapon and possibly the best weapon in all of football out of that part of the game that he excels in, and you just gotta do it, right? Geez, so crazy. And and what's stupid is he's not gonna hold up through a 17 game season and playoffs if you're hoping for playoffs like like this you cannot do this with Kamara he doesn't he is not a 20 carry kind of player no. you got to get him in space just let him have the ball where he can you know make catches make moves run out of bounds not take too many hits you give Alvin Kamara 26 carries he's not going to hold up so I don't no. like this game plan for the Saints at all I'm sure there's a reason and I'm sure football coaches you know have more experience in this than than we do but I swear I watch games and I wonder like if you have a good running back why they don't run like five screens a game for them right you know if I had Cook or McCaffrey or Kamara Eckler all these backs who are so Derrick Henry like screens are you know like some of those turn into 20 30 40 yard games they at worst they're probably as good as a running play on first down I mean yeah so with Kamara like why you're not running that four or five times a game is just beyond me. I mean, it's got a, it's, a, it's an easy play for any quarterback, and it's basically like a run for any running back as long as, you know, they're catching it close to the line of scrimmage, not having to make a long play, and they got blockers in front of them. And it's like a run, but it yeah. often, like you said, can turn into such a much bigger play. So, yeah, it is crazy that those don't happen. So, you know, Bilby maybe loses Joe Mixon here. It sounds like Mixon might be out for a while, might not, not so sure. And he's getting Josh Jacobs back. Jacobs not didn't look so great, but uh, – if he could get all three of those guys, I don't mind Bilby's team so much. Sure. But if you know if he's losing one and getting another, his receivers are just rough. We talked about how Calvin Ridley is out this week and then a bye, and then we'll see what happens after that. But the rest of Bilby's team just uh, does not look so great. So uh, it could be tough, tough sledding here for a little while for Bilby. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So let's talk about waivers. Um, I think this week was a little more interesting than last week, but still not nothing crazy. What did what jumped out of you? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, nothing, nothing too serious going yet. I guess maybe it's always like this in waivers is just, you know, you're never going to have any real amazing players. I mean, we've had like one relevant running back every week, it seems like. So, you know, this week, Bilby pulls a Doug and just lets the top waiver pick go. Lucky. Uh, straight to Ellis one more time, wondering uh, Ellis doing some favors on the side there to score these running backs from the, uh, second spot he shouldn't be getting any of these guys but uh, once again ellis scores damian williams i don't know i mean he was solid a couple years ago in the chiefs run 
Um, he's like 29 now. I have no idea if he still has it, but he should be getting most of the work. So I yeah, mean, theoretically, fine. I mean, he, I, I, he's different than Montgomery, but I think he could theoretically do as well, but it's hard because Montgomery's kind of been crushing. So yeah, you got to temper expectations for sure. Yeah. And then, uh, so Rob, once again, passes on a running back that gets a big workload. Latavius Murray got 18 carries. Rob says, no, thanks to that piece of poop and, uh, goes ahead and goes with Kenneth Gainwell. I kind of like this pickup. It's, a uh, more of an upside thing. Uh, Ellis, I'm sure will love it. Going upside, Rob. Good job. <laughs> you know, uh, he he goes he goes uh, gain well. Sanders not looking so great. Not getting that many carries. Actually, no one in Philly is really getting carries. But you know, I like I like this. Rob taking a shot. Drops Naheem Hines, kind of the same kind of player. But I don't know. I'm I think there's upside by the him. by the Sanders thing. I mean, I just when you watch him, he looks so talented. I mean, he was the only reason he wasn't a bigger deal was because he was Saquon's backup at Penn State. Yeah, we had really one year as the guy, but I mean, he looks the part, right? And then, but for some reason, like they can't put it together or stay healthy. And now, you know, Gainwell seems to be closing on them for touches. I mean, yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, so uh, I like that pickup for Rob. It's it might might not work out, but if there's upside there, I was kind of surprised that Ellis dropped Gronkowski and you jumped on him. You know, Gronk was a monster there for a couple of weeks. I, I don't know. Do we know how long he's out for? Or uh, Definitely this week. I, I saw a blurb today. I mean, I, my expectation is it's going to be a couple more weeks. So, you know, if they weren't going to push him for the New England game, they're certainly not going to push him for some of these next few games. So, I mean, I'm kind of planning for him just to sit on my IR. Um, obviously, I, I never like, um, you know, rostering two tight ends if I can help it. Um, you know, clearly Pitts isn't going to go anywhere. So, I'm hoping he breaks out, but yeah, I was, I was happy to get Gronk. I think he's, you know, easily like a, a top six tight end when, when he's healthy. Yeah, definitely. When, I mean, he looked like back to old Gronk pretty much. They were using him a whole lot more than they did last year. You know, I think he's completely, you know, integrated into this offense as a big part of it, especially in the red zone. Yeah. And there were a couple uh, honestly, this week like, where they went to break w- without Gronk. And you think of those, those are probably Gronk, you know, end zone targets without yeah, being injured. Exactly. And honestly, like little known fact is that Gronk, I think he's only like a year older than Kelsey. So it's not like he's some old man, like he's fine. You know, it's like Kelsey's not no, no spring chicken either. So Gronk still has something left in the tank, I think. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, Kelsey is for the most part avoided serious injuries and Gronk's obviously had had a bunch. Right. right. So, yeah, but I, but I was happy to get him. I mean, that sure. Tampa passing attack, you know, you're going to have weeks where it's not your guy's week, but you keep running them out there. You're going to have big weeks as well. So. Yeah, so, was, I guess, was... you know, Ellis just wants to make sure everybody knows, you know, it's important to go for upside, stick on Rondale Moore. He finally dropped the uh, the quarterback, right? Was Fields, it, yeah, yeah, Fields is gone. I mean, well, it's Fields, only a matter yeah. of time with Moore. He's, his role hasn't evolved. You know, he had that one big week, I think week two, and it just, I dropped him in another league this week just because it's, you know, there's a, there's a lot of receivers out there who give you cons- consistent production. And, you know, I'm sure he's, I think he's going to be a stud in future years, but probably not this year. Yeah, so I kind of get it. Ellis wants to, Ellis wants somebody who's going to break out. Gronk's not going to do anything for a couple of weeks. Can't, can't have, you know, if he's like trying to get back into it and trying to improve his roster, it's not like, I mean, you know, if, if you're like urgent, Ellis always plays with a sense of urgency. Like I got to win right now. So, you know, Rondell Moore is really? definitely. A, a what can you now. cite any recent examples of that? <laughs> Besides every year for the last yeah. 10 years. Yes. Except every trade that he makes when he's, you know, in seventh place and trying to make fourth. <laughs> Well, see, the thing is, if you make enough trades, just the the natural evolution is you move up the standings. Like it, you know. It's, oh, is that how it works? There's some science in there to the Got art. It. A lot Got of it. art from Ellis with the trade machine. A little bit of science. Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. Got it. And then, so last last one, I just, uh, of course, I can't resist. You know, a big workload. I just. That's what she said. Light three dollars on fire and pick up Latavius Murray. Sitting on zero catches for the entire season, but uh, this guy can certainly, uh, you know, fall over into the end zone every now and then. So yeah, so I I did have a claim for him. He wasn't as high on on my list, but I looked at the same thing right when I was term priority, and I saw literally not only zero catches, he doesn't have a target this year. If I if I remember right, <laughs> nice. um, so kind of an indication he's not really involved in the pass game. But you know, eighteen carries on a Ravens team that you know is going to run a lot you know you could do worse than that in a, in a non-PPR and actually I mean I desperately need another running back you know I'm sitting on my three backs and and really no backup so um yeah it was hard to pass up some of those guys but I just it's hard you know I know Dave would approve because there's there's like Latavius Murray has no upside right like he is what he is 
you're yeah. not going to get blow up weeks. He's, he's just going to give you like your six to 10 and you're going to be happy with it unless he falls in the end zone. I mean, that's what I'm going to need in my bye weeks. Like I'm going to have to have somebody, you know, oh, for sure, right. that, can, like, that I can really stick in there. If somebody gets hurt or something. So I'm just trying to find something, somebody with a pulse that can, you know, tumble over into the end zone. I, I think he literally like walked, walked backwards into the end zone on one of his touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Just- it, yeah. I mean, to, to qualify as a starting running back in fantasy, the qualifications are one, fog a mirror and two get 15 touches right like yeah. you could bring someone's you know dead uncle out for 15 touches and he's he's in somebody's lineup probably yep so there you go that super uh little, little 10 minute spiel there on the, some super boring waivers but you yeah know, well this as a segue this next part is not going to be boring so Doug couldn't join us last week, but he was nice enough to send in a recording to pay off his bet. Um, you know, he had to spend 60 seconds singing Chris's praises. Uh, this is the first time I'm listening to it. Chris is listening to it. This is live. So you'll, we'll, we'll get our reaction. What are you expecting, Chris? So let's get a little pregame. You, you think it's just going to be shit talk? Is it going to be a little like um, a little emo? Like we've been friends for so long. Like where, where's this thing going? I'll just be your secret lover. Um, I don't know. It's like, uh, I don't, I don't really know what to expect. I mean, he knows the bet. He knows what he was supposed to do. Yes. So, but I still feel like it's Doug. So something, something good's gotta be coming. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be a mix of it. I think, I think it was probably easier for him to record it than to do it live in front of us. Cause I mean, this would be tough to, for any of us to do live in front of the other person's, uh, people. So, uh, let's, let's see what he's got. You ready? Yeah, go. All right. Hey, you two scrotum worshippers. Uh, first off, let me just say thank you for starting this podcast. I think it's freaking hilarious, and I love listening to you guys every week. Um, you are kind of uh, just looking at your own teams as the best teams in the league. I understand that. I do that as well. But, yeah, if you could be more objective about your own shitty teams, I, I think the show would just be that much better <laughs> off. So, anyways, this is my... Payoff to Mr. Chris Pfeiffer for handing me an ass whooping a week or two ago, whatever it is. Um, again, I apologize for not being in last week to pay off this bet, but um, I had some work-related issues that I had to take care of. But um, anyways, no excuses. I'm here now. Um, <laughs> I was and forced I'm to resign. I'm going to be saying about 60 seconds of good things about Mr. Chris Pfeiffer. So let's start it off here at the one minute mark in like three, two, one or so. But anyways, Chris is one of my best friends. I've known him for over 30 years or just about 30 years. And uh, throughout the whole time, he's just been a great person, a great friend, tell him a secret. He's gonna keep it to himself. Uh, You can talk to him about pretty much anything and he's open to listening to you and is just a really good friend that way. He's always been there for me and um, I appreciate that. Uh, More than anything else, I think he is one of the main reasons why this group of friends has been together and has hung. I'm gonna pause it for a second so we can do a little little, uh, halftime cap here. So, uh, man, Doug, with the positivity, I think that was like plus 350 on the in the, the Vegas line. What, are you surprised so far? No, honestly, to be honest, it's funny. I, I, I mean, I don't want to insult him. Those were all really nice things. And if he thinks that about me, that's great. But I think that's all bullshit. Like, well, not, not by him. Like, if he thinks that about me, great. But yeah. I don't really feel like I'm all that great of a friend. Like... <laughs> I've been, you know, like pretty focused on family and work, you know, for, for most of the last 10 to 15 years, like 
I'm, I'm not like nearly as involved in the friend scene as you guys are. Like, I wish I was probably, but uh, just, I'm just not like, I wish I was a better friend, but I really don't feel like I am, you know? So I think we have another tagline. So at first, the first episode was, I don't do anything fun. (laughs) And and the new tagline is, I'm not a very good friend. (laughs) I just don't feel like, I mean, once upon a time, I think I was, but, uh, and yeah, I think he's right. Like anytime, if anybody needed anything, like I would, I would be there, but mostly like, I'm just kind of off doing my own thing. And yeah. Uh, I mean, we've, we've all had that, right. I've had, I've had plenty of years where I was like that as well. And you know, your head down with work or kids or whatever. Plus you're in different stages of life, right? Like you and Rob, had kids earlier yeah Toby had kids earlier some of us you have kids later so no i i think it's just uh you know yeah yeah do, do definitely laying it on pretty thick but yeah no i do appreciate the like sentiment and i think i see where he's going here by like you know keeping this fantasy league like kind of going as the commissioner it doesn't take it's a lot of work in the preseason but once the season gets going it's not that much and it's certainly well worth it so anyway let's see what yeah. else he has yeah say. that's probably where he's going is because this is kind of the core of like even years where we weren't getting together a lot this is like the sure. one time everyone was getting together for the draft at least yeah okay well let's uh let's continue on hung out for so long um i know a couple of you on this uh on this league i probably wouldn't even speak to um if it wasn't <laughs> for chris and maintaining this should we guess who he <laughs> or do we probably should just let that one go right <laughs> yeah i guess we probably should. okay continuing next uh you know this league over the 30 or so years that it's been maybe not 30 maybe 20 but anyways i do contribute a lot of that to chris you know every year every season he's been putting together rosters and getting us all together for drafts and just making sure everything's working correctly so hats off to the guy he may be anal as fuck when it comes to excel spreadsheets and everything but as i mentioned earlier he's a good guy i love being his friend he's been one of my best friends if not my best friend for a long time and um i do truly appreciate everything that he's done for the league and myself um personally and like i said within the league so with that i think i'm over 60 seconds but since this was a little bit late um, I don't mind going over a little bit, but that is my bet payoff. I appreciate the time. I don't appreciate the ass whooping, Chris, but you know, you take some, you lose some, and there, there, it is what it is. And um, just for the other nutsack in the room over there, uh, Adam, eat shit. I'm gonna kick your ass this week. I know okay. Russell Wilson had a shitty day last night. But um, the rest of the team is going to fuck you up. So anyways, take care, guys. Like I said, love the show. Love making fun of you guys. And um, just continue being the nutsacks that you are. Thanks, guys. Man, I got I to gotta take some shrapnel at the end there. Uh, <laughs> so what do you think? That, I, I mean, I, I thought it was good, right? I thought Doug mixed, um, you know, some humor and shit talking along with some, you know, true uh, friendship, you know, examples. So, yeah, I thought that was Pretty good. Well, well done, Doug. What do you think? I give it a uh, a ten, a ten, a fucking ten. Yes, bet paid off. Very nice, Doug. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think you know, Doug and I, we have been friends probably longer than I've been friends with anybody else in this league. Like I met him pretty early on in high school. So yeah, you know, he's a great guy. I don't even have to say the nice things, but you know, Doug's awesome, and I know same thing. He'd be there for me anytime I needed anything wrong. Like you know, we don't talk as much as we used to, but he's he's an awesome person. So. You know, bet paid off. Uh, it sounds to me like uh, maybe, you know, even with the Russell Wilson bad game, he's ready for another bet with you. Maybe, Adam, you should offer that up. Maybe you can get a, a nice little. Uh, I am 100 percent. in. I mean, <laughs> so we're obviously recording this Friday morning. We recorded the first half yesterday before the game. So, yeah, I mean, you know, the good thing was Henderson had a nice game for him. So it wasn't a total waste if, you know, if Henderson didn't do well. But, you know, 11 points from your QB, that's tough. He goes out. He hadn't done a whole lot anyway. I mean, the Rams defense is tough. So yeah, Doug, I will offer it up to you. He actually te- he actually texts in live and wants to know when we're listening to the clip. So we just listened to it, Doug. We like it. Um, same bet for you. 60 seconds. You can <laughs> sing my praises. I'll sing your praises. Or we can come up with something totally different. Um, one other thing that kind of leads me to the mailbag. You know, we talked about mailbag in our, our email, totalpointsmatter at gmail.com. But this is perfect for rather than email, a voicemail, just like Doug did, just take out your phone, record a voice memo, go ahead and email that in totalpointsmatter at gmail.com. Um, I think we could have a lot of fun hearing your guys' voices as, in addition to the, the emails as well. 
Yes, anytime you guys want to, you know, call in, leave a leave an MP3 for how wonderful I am, you know, how much you love me. I want to wrestle you so freaking bad. Those are always accepted, guys. Anytime you just, you know, knock yourselves out. And honestly, like maybe it'd be better. Like, let's not put Doug on the spot. No need to make that bet this week. I don't think. Maybe yeah, next yeah. time you guys play, we can make that bet, and then uh, you know we can have something new, either you singing his praises or him singing yours. Yeah. So, you know, on that note, with the thought of Doug beating me, let's get to the what the fuck of the week. Why don't you kick us off? What the fuck of the week? So these I, I, me and Adam were talking about this uh, off air for a minute that I'm kind of like picking the same thing of like who's getting benched every week. So Adam's got something different, which is good. But uh, I just was searching through, couldn't find anything. So I'm going to try and find different things besides just like who's on your bench, who's in your lineup. It's getting kind of boring. But but there was one good one that I saw this week, Rob benching. The number one overall pick, DeAndre Hopkins, on his bench last week. Again, I keep doing this, and it's pretty much the right call. Like, the guy put up, like, six points, so no big deal. But uh, Rob basically sitting, once again, with too many good wide receivers, waiting for this league to be that nine-wide receiver league, and Rob's going to just absolutely crush. But until then, uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins on the bench. It's going to work out well once the buys come around. He's got all these guys. But this week, uh, I thought that was pretty much like a, what the fuck? Yeah, Rob collects wide receivers like some people collect baseball cards and stamps. Like he just, he really, he enjoys them. Um, so my what the fuck of the week is I'm going to go a, l- a little bit of different road here. Um, RT Sports, you win the what the fuck of the week. Uh, first of all, it was just going to be something about uh, the fact that, you know, I'm only a seven and a half point favorite or Doug, which, you know, talk about disrespect, like give me a freaking break, right? <laughs> But second of all, like uh, we had some, I had some fun ECO nine ones with RT sports this week where it wouldn't let me see the scoreboard is giving me some like JavaScript error and then some other error. And then it was about a half an hour where I was reminded how, how much we enjoy RT sports. It's been a little too consistent this year, but back to my original point, seven and a half point favorites, RT, what are you doing? Like what, what your algorithm needs to be tweaked. Let's just look at this lineups, right? um check me here keep me honest quarterback josh allen or russell wilson who'd you rather have uh yeah i'm gonna go josh allen on this one yeah dalvin cook or cordero patterson a, a hobbled dalvin cook even as such probably gonna go dalvin cook but uh, that's closer with dalvin being okay. injured. He only got nine carries as a healthy you know playing pl- as an active player last week so yeah for sure uh henderson he put up almost 16 against mccaffrey we don't know if he's playing yet so we skipped that one uh, I'm not going to go one by one, but I'd rather have Saquon than Najee Harris. I'd rather have Mike Williams than Allen Robinson. I'd give him DJ Moore over Chris Godwin. Uh, I'd say McLaurin and Debo are pretty close. He's got me on tight end and, you know, kicker and defense. Who, who the hell knows? So, I mean, it, you know, it's probably closer than I'm giving him credit for, but it should be at least a double digit favorite, at least. Yeah, I would think so too. And when we might as well, I guess, uh, are we doing previews next or? Yeah, uh, yeah, let's do previews. Jump into previews um, with this and just start with this one, I guess. Yeah, let's do it. And then just to recap kind of where we're at with our predictions, tough week for both your hosts last week. I went one and three. Chris took it a step further and got the goose egg. Oh, and four. Oh, and four. He's not the best in the business for nothing, folks. Right. Um, year to date, I'm four and four. Chris is two and six. It's a, it's a good thing our fantasy teams are better than our, our uh, predicting ability, that's for sure. So, yeah, let's start it with uh, my matchup since we're talking about Doug and I. What do you, what do you think, Chris? I love Guidos! I mean, yeah, you, you already went through it. This one, uh, for me, is, is a pick for you. Um, actually, when I, you know, this is kind of weird now. I, was, I, had, I had you picked anyway, and the reason was... Like, honestly, looking through it, I, I don't mind Doug's team. Like, a lot, a lot of players, I think he could hang right with you. But the one spot that really jumps out to me this week, even before last night, like, I already thought Russell Wilson might have a little trouble with the Rams. Yep. And, you know, unfortunately, he got injured. But I think Josh Allen's just going to absolutely blow up against blow the Chiefs. Blow up spot coming, yeah. Like, I think this could be 40-plus for Josh Allen. The Chiefs have been horrendous against the pass this year. Like, they have the worst pass defense. Like, I think the overall worst defense, both sides. But – I think Josh Allen, he's really coming on strong now, and, and that's going to be the difference. Uh, obviously, now with Wilson, Wilson only putting up 11, but that's why, you know, I don't mind Doug's team, but that's why I had picked you. So Yeah, another great night game. Uh, it seems like there's been a lot of good night games. I mean, the last Sunday night game had a bunch of hype. It didn't really live up to it with the play, but this thing I'm really looking forward to, even fantasy aside. I mean, this thing could be just back and forth. You know, obviously, hopefully you don't jinx it, and then it's like 17-13 and some, you know, hailstorm or whatever, but 
Uh, I mean, you look at, we'll get to, you know, Bilby with Mahomes, but I mean, I think both quarterbacks are going to go crazy. And, and uh, yeah, this is, so even before the Wilson injury, I was feeling good about this. So I'm obviously picking myself um, and, and all of our picks, I assume yours are the same way, Chris, but I, I just stayed with my picks and didn't let anything that happened last night influence them. I had yeah, made my yeah, picks definitely. prior. It's, it's more fair. Like I, yeah. I would, I would, it honestly kind of worked out. Most of these worked out in my favor, but hopefully yep. you guys would believe that. Yeah. I I'm sticking with the picks that I originally had. So cool. Yep. Absolutely. So next, uh, let's look at, uh, see these nuts. These nuts. <laughs> Got <he. laughs> Nuts against Team Two Two Train. Who you got? See these nuts. These nuts. <laughs> got he. <laughs> team Two Two Train. This when I when I first looked at this, like I don't see any matchups that stand out. Not like the Josh Allen matchup. Nothing really like stood out great to me. And like I said, I think Ellis's team is looking better every week. But so the way that I determined this is kind of what you just did with your team. Is I went like position by position and just looked at. Okay, who would I rather have, Dak or Jalen Hurts? Dak, okay, Zeke or Damian Williams, Zeke, okay. And as I go one by one through this, like it's Coop's guy every time until I get to like wide receiver three, like. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think it's gonna, I, I mean, it could be a blowout. I mean, we cert, some of us in the room certainly know that Coop is capable of a blowout, but. Uh, Who's aware, yeah, we actually we both do considering I had him in Dynasty, yeah. Oh, yes, exactly. So, yeah. but, but when I go down one by one, it's just like, I just like Coop's players better one by one. And so I have to pick Coop. Yeah, I hard to argue there. I, I've got Coop. I mean, his team's just been crushing lately. Um, you know, as long as as Dak keeps playing the way he does, Henry's got another cupcake with Jacksonville this week. We see what he did to to the Jets last week. Um, you know, Gibson's kind of a question mark, but yeah, up and down. You're kind of right. I take that same approach. I think Ellis picking up Dalton Schultz is kind of a sneaky pickup. Um, I wouldn't have dropped Gronk, but I think, I think he's, I mean, he's getting a lot more of the snaps, a lot more of the work than Jarwin now. And he's, he's kind of blown up. So that's, that's an interesting one as well, but yeah. Yeah. Give me Coop in that matchup as well. Uh, let's talk about rich cash money. Hillionaires 20 point favorite, according to RT sports against Bilbo Baggins. Uh, what do you think? So rich over Bilby. This one is my lock of the week. I'm taking rich uh, lock. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up, guys. Pretty much. You're welcome, Billy. That should pretty much guarantee a win. I, I like this. Let's let's do lock of the week. I like it. Yeah, lock of like the week it. here for Rich. It worked again. This worked out in my favor because Metcalf went off yesterday. Robert Woods had a good game, but uh, no touchdown, so his 15 isn't that big a deal. And Tyler Lockett didn't do much. You know, when I look at this, like you know, again, we talked about earlier. Like I, I like. Bilby's two running backs just fine, but uh, but his receivers just it's a little rough with Juju and Christian Kirk. Hawkinson has been injured, so I think it could be tough there for Bilby and Rich's lineup top to bottom just looks pretty strong to me. I was I, I thought it was interesting. I think there's consultant work here going on with Damian yeah. Harris getting back into Rich's hundred percent. Like, yeah, like it's one of those two... websites that he yeah he knows about that that has like ranking. But yeah, you're right. I mean, based on his you know the old Rich let's say the old rich would never start a guy regardless of the context who had a combined 3.7 points in his last two games and, and average negative one yard per rushing last game. There's no chance rich would start that guy. So yeah. yeah. Welcome back. Well, I was impressed PTO. by that because I think that should be good. He obviously has the uh, nice matchup against Houston. It should be a Damian oh, yeah. Harris game. We could be wrong, but, but I was impressed that rich did that. And I just, yeah, top to bottom. I like Rich's team better lock of the week. Yep. Yeah. I mean, to start I me, mean, cause it's not like he doesn't have some decent options on the bench. He could have put Fournette in coming off a bunch of work, Zach Moss in a, in a, you know, I think he's a worthwhile start in a, in what would be a high scoring game. Um, you know, AJ Brown might be back. So he's got options. I, I'm going to go rich as well. I think his team is just too strong. I mean, you look at his bench, uh, you know, the five that he has on his bench right now, you could maybe argue that's like the best bench in the league right now. Um, I don't, that doesn't win you a whole lot, but it helps with, uh, with depth. And so, yeah, I, I'm going to go with rich. I like, I think the consultant also worked with new picking up new England defense, uh, nice matchup with Houston. They're coming off a couple slow weeks, but, uh, but I think, I think they'll do well. So yeah, give me rich as well. Uh, last matchup yourself against Rob, you are 17 point favorite headed in, obviously some guys, um, you know, played last night. What do you think? Yeah, I was really close on this before that game. I actually thought about taking going against myself but you know when I, I and this one I broke up kind of into groups and so when I look at like Rob's got I figured Rob had me beat a receiver I have good receivers but I think he had me beat with Diggs, Cup and Hopkins and Jamar Chase has been good so I felt like he had me beat 
but not by that much. But then I think I have him crushed pretty bad at running back, like in general, like anything yeah. can happen. Right. But I just feel like I have, you know, Jones, Chubb and Swift, you know, way better than Robinson Williams there. Um, I'm, I'm kind of grouping three and two, but anyway, I just, I just felt better about my three, my running backs versus his than I did his receivers over mine. And then everything else kind of, and then I got Kelsey, which is like big, big advantage there at tight end. Yeah. should be at least. So, I, so um, I really wanted to pick Rob, like both really? for, both for, you know, I don't want all of our picks to be the same, which they are yeah. this week. So whatever, but I was trying to find some variants and I thought it would be especially cool with him being on, you know, was supposed to be a guest this week. Obviously that right. didn't work out, but just, you know, be a little lively. Us, we can't pick each other's teams every week. As Doug said, we're, we seem to like each other's teams quite a bit, you know, yeah. thanks Doug. Um, <laughs> but I just couldn't get there. Like I, everywhere except the running backs, like you said, Robinson, you know, if they have negative game script, you know, that uh, probably not going to be great for him. We'll get the passing work, but, but you know, who knows what's, he's not a guaranteed 20 touch guy. Javante Williams, Gordon's going to play. So, you know, you don't love that either. Um, but his receivers, I mean, Stephon Diggs could go for a buck 80 and two touchdowns. Like, you know, Jamar Chase could have a good game with Alexander, I think, out for Green Bay. So, so yeah, um, definitely a lot of stuff that can happen there. But ultimately, I, I, I had to go with you. I think Brady is going to have a blow-up spot. Didn't have a good game against New England, whether it was the weather, the emotion, whatever. Miami's all kinds of beat up. I think their top three corners are all like quest questionable to doubtful for the game. So blow up spot coming for Brady, potentially Mike Evans as well. Um, Devontae Adams, I think leads the league in yards without scoring a touchdown. So that, that there's some regression. I, I think he could easily go for two this week. So yeah, I'm going, I'm riding with you this week, Chris. All right. Yeah. Um, and it, we, we talked uh, earlier or last earlier, I think maybe yesterday about, um, you know, not overvaluing, overvaluing Thursday, but uh, it, it no doubt went well for me yesterday. Stafford picked it up after a slow start, but he ends up with under 20, which is not, not really great in this 18 league. Yeah. And then cup kind of held quiet and the Rams defense, not much. So I think uh, it's, it's that with, with your quarterback already playing, you can kind of say like, that's a pretty big advantage for me already. So I'm definitely, yeah. Cause in today's, you know nfl like anything less than 20 from like 20 is just like it's not even great right but it's yeah. it, you can win with it less than 20 gets it gets tricky roll out of the bed and get 20 in this league pretty much yeah seriously right um so let's move on to mailbag which is kind of how how we'll close here did get a couple of emails this week which is which is pretty cool um including one from the chais himself rich nice. Nolan. i didn't think rich knew how to email because <laughs> you know we've been begging for it for weeks but uh so Rich says, new is subject line is new low score of, of the year. Dear deflated sacks, I would <laughs> love to get your take on how a team in an eight-team league only scores 75.46 points. Ouch. <laughs> Fun fact, it's the new low score of the year. Thanks. Hashtag low score points don't matter. Uh, the comedy consultant is still on vacation for Rich, oh, apparently. Man. And he signs off Rich Nolan because otherwise, Richard how, G. Nolan. How would I know who that was? Um, your reaction. I'll let you handle this one since it's I didn't know that. Fire. Rich, good digging, Rich. I'm glad to know that you guys are out there doing some work, some grunt work, you know, putting in the time, figuring out that I had the low score of the week that you had to look through four whole weeks to figure that out, Richie. Good job. I'm impressed. And uh, no, yeah, you I know, he outsourced that. that shit. You know, he wasn't looking at it. <laughs> Give me a break. He's out. His, he, I know Rich's assistant quit recently and I, and it's on, I've speculated it's because he has her doing menial tasks, like, you know, <laughs> researching fantasy football for him in addition to getting his dry cleaning and filling up his car with gas. So, and writing this email probably. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, we could go back and recite all the, the, the eggs that Rich has laid over the years, the 50 point <laughs> beauties, but We'll let, uh, we'll let him be on top. I'm going to let him have his moment. I had a terrible week, you know, no doubt. I'm glad Rich wrote in. Richie, great job. You're not going to win the league, though, buddy. One title in 21 years is not happening. So, you know, keep up the good effort, though. Bring back a new assistant. Keep up with the consultant. You'll get there. Yeah, but thanks, Rich. We appreciate it. Um, I guess we should probably call out who has not emailed. Uh, Bilby, Coop have not emailed. Doug has, Rich has, Rob has. And then you and I. So yeah, uh, Bilby and Coop, totalpointsmatter at gmail.com. Send us something this week, either email or uh, record yourself for a voicemail. Last one of the week, and this is um, 
the bullshit mailbag question of the week. Nice. It's titled, it's from Doug, and it says, Landa going down. <laughs> Landa, you better get ready for an ass whooping this weekend. It's been far too long since I've had a team decent enough to talk shit. And you know they don't have to be all that good for me to talk shit. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Um, I don't really know what to say to that. And Doug kind of like cut himself down <laughs> at the end. He did a better job than I could. Yeah, it's, it has been a minute. I think it, it was like in the... Uh, in the late nineties, the last time Doug could talk shit. So besides a, you know, a, a champ here, a ring here or there. So Doug, we'll, we'll let you leave on that. I wish you the worst of luck um, this weekend. I don't think I need it. I think your team will, will take care of business for me. Um, a little crushing. I just get the notification breaking news here live. Christian McCaffrey listed as doubtful for Sunday. Wow. I thought he was um, going to play. Damn. Honestly, like I'm okay with that. Um, I would rather it's a long season. I'd rather him sit out one more week than come back, get 10 carries and re-aggravate it and then be gone for a month because that's, that's what happens a lot of the time. So yeah, play it safe with him. I'll, I'll play four wide receivers and still, still beat Doug. No worries. Cut to a shot of Ellis doing his little uh, grin and rubbing his hand. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I got Chuba Hubbard. Yes, I could just I could just see Ellis doing that. Um, any final thoughts before we we sign off for the week? Um, you know the usual. Worst of luck to everyone. Hope hopefully uh, none of your none of your guys go off. Nobody has any good games, and uh, my team dominates. May all your guys be tackled on the one, so my running back can vulture. And on that note, we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. See ya. Thank you.